everyone and welcome to another episode of the Weekend League Hangover Podcast. You are joined by your host, the FIFA Analyst, and we also have our special guest, the Italian Stallion and Persian today. We are going to be discussing the key main issues with FIFA 20 gameplay. How can EA get it right on FIFA 21? And just having a general discussion about the core mechanics and everything like that. Italian and Persian are very heavy gameplay related. They put out a lot of content on things that are wrong with the game and how they can get better. So please do check them out. You will be able to find their links on whatever platform that you are listening on. Let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it properly. Um, obviously, we'll say good afternoon to you both. First of all, uh, Stallion, we'll start with you. You want to say hello and let everyone know in the chat who doesn't know who you are. Obviously, most people will, but you want to let us know who you are and what you do. Hello, hello, chat. Greetings. Um, my name is in the fever scene, Italian Stallion. Uh, and I have, what do I do? I do, I make videos. I do a podcast with my man Persian. Play a lot more FIFA than I ever should. And that's about it, really. That's what I do. Make some videos, do some streams. That's it. Yeah. Loving life, in you? And you're what? Consistent Elite One, would you say? When you when you do play all your games? Uh, no, not consistent Elite One anymore. But I've had plenty of Elite Ones this year. Uh, then we struggle for pretty much. It's it's mostly it's not a road to Elite One for me. You know, I see a lot of road to top 100 streams. Mine's a road to not getting angry stream. That's my word. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and Persian, what about you? Where, where are you from and all that sort of stuff? I'm from the Netherlands. I do a podcast with Stalin, obviously, and pretty much dabble and I've dabble in and out of the competitive scene. I, I don't really I don't really consider myself competitive anymore. I just play okay. the game to play the game and mostly criticize the game for what it is and try to make it better or at least make someone hear yeah. something to make it better, basically. So yeah, that's that's about it. Like, when did you you start in like, the FIFA? Scene? Oh, I start. I started. I started. I started in PES mostly. I played PES really competitively. Yeah. yeah, I was. Um, well, PES wasn't really competitive back in the day, but if you if you looked at the leaderboards, I was like number one for a while there. Really? And um, from PES, I went on because PES really like deteriorated throughout the years. So I went on to FIFA. And I played I played previous FIFA before 17, just in and out basically. And 17, I really went in on it and full time spent my time on FIFA 17. I enjoyed that game as well, even though it wasn't the perfect game. But um, I in 17, I went from basically within like I started I think at like what Gold One Elite Three, and like a week or two after I was near Elite One Top 100. Like it went pretty fast and i started in january in that game so i had really? to catch up with the team etc etc and so that was after um, the, 40, yeah, 40 uh, games as well wasn't it yeah that was 40 games that was that was yeah. grueling <laughs> to be fair it's it was less grueling than it is now because i feel like it was less meta like the 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 player base hadn't caught up to the meta you didn't have as many youtube channels like yours that um taught the players how to play so people were le people were less competitive and more casual so it was easier to get through the game so i think yeah that's partially why that game felt more relaxing than it is now um, so, would yeah. you say that with it as well that with it being 40 games i started playing on fifa 18 and obviously that was still 40 games you almost i look back on it and think if, if i had to log on to fifa 20 i mean i've played 60 games a weekend league pretty much every weekend other than the last three or four if i logged on though and got told yes yeah, 40 games this weekend i don't think i could put myself through it like 
30 on this game is kind of my my limit, I think, if I was playing just on the one account, obviously. Um, but you th- if you said to the community, yeah, we're going to go back to 40, on this game with how negative and boring it is, at least with like FIFA 17 and FIFA 18, with it being a bit more a bit more fun, let's say, you didn't, it's not that you, obviously I know I know we never had 30 before, so it's not like you can have that argument, but do you feel like 40 was easier back then because the game was a little bit more enjoyable? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I used to breeze through those games. I could do I could do 40 in a sitting of like, what, seven, eight hours? And really? that was that was because people would rage quit. You didn't have rivals points. Like it, yeah. it would go so, by so fast. And obviously it's still, it's still, you'd have, if I, if I, <clears throat> if I say you play 40 games, you would have like maybe, well, that's for us, by the way, because we're competitive play. We were comp- competitive players back then, but yeah. you would have maybe like five, five like tough games max. And the wow. rest was just basically just going through your games. That's different now, though. That's different now, though. Like fifteen plus form, you could you could match a lot of good players. Like as soon as you hit like the mark of fourteen oh fourteen oh fifteen oh, there's a lot of like tough players you can face. It just depends yeah. on the matchmaking as well. When you play, obviously, if you play on Sunday, it's less grueling than it is yeah. before. Definitely, definitely. Uh, no, it's it, it's an interesting one how the game's developed over over the last few years. The we're going to move on and kind of crack straight on with it to mm. what is this could probably if we sat here and went through everything and anything it could probably go on for absolutely hours and hours and hours but we're going to talk about the, the core problems with FIFA 20 gameplay we're not going to be looking at anything to do with content anything like that we are literally here just looking at the actual game of FIFA a lot of people that are sat in this stream that watch my videos you know probably watch Stallion and you know speak to version and whatnot you are very much going to be more focused on gameplay probably isn't many people here that say that they play 90% you know SBCs and then 10% games most people here have probably racked up quite a lot of games this year there is some massive problems with this game's <coughs> core mechanics Stallion what would you say the number one priority of what, what, what do you think the number one thing is that's wrong with this game? I know it's hard to say a number one, but what would you say is the biggest issue? Yeah, it's a, it's really difficult. I think the number one thing uh, that needs to happen, but I don't know how positive I am about it, is they need to change the whole uh, balance between defending and uh, attacking. But not it, it's not like a blanket statement like reduce ai defending or increase actually no it is it is a blanket statement for increased offensive ai for sure but in terms of defending it's not so much as remove defensive ai no 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 like we need a way to press manually and i mean actually press man not flick on team press not play press after possession loss not press after heavy touch they need to jack the hell out of um second man press again because uh, there's no way that this game can i mean it can but it shouldn't continue the way it is because right now there is virtually no way to manually press someone and you could say like i i understand the argument just get better right stick switching but there's there's a hard ceiling if you don't have second man press where you can push two people at once okay there's only so so much you can do with one stake i mean uh, I, I, I was playing last night uh, just to finish up some games off stream, Persians was in the share play. I played pros, so many pros. I played, I played people who dropped thirty and O's, and it was mind blowing how easy it was for whoever it took the lead to just hold yeah. the ball. Right, team press yeah. or no, you leave it in your half. Stay calm, stay composed. A half drag back here, half drag back there. Pass it back, pass it right. They need to allow us 
second man press because it, it, it's just not going to work this way. It's not enough to just allow make you know manual interceptions, right? Right? Because okay, for me to intercept the ball, I need you to go forward, and for me to force you to go forward, I need to press you, and I need second man press for that. So I would honestly go with second man press all day. Mm. Okay, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, it's yeah, I mean a lot of people have to say about you know the down and the left on team press. I remember back on FIFA 18 when I first came onto this game when I made it into you know the high high divisions and, and playing against better players. I remember coming up against someone like Kerr and Gorilla. That the FIFA 18 was before they changed the tactics. It was the old ones, you know, where you had like you could change speed, yeah. build up, everything. And I remember coming up against them and just being absolutely mind blown at how good they could press even on that game. While is I, I agree with you completely that. I've had games, you know, over weekends where someone, it, to me, the way I explain FIFA 20, it's a game of chess. It's like whoever makes that first mistake, that's it. You, you, you're done for. If you go 1-0 down in the first 20 minutes against another Elite One player on this game, you're in for probably one of the toughest games you'll ever have because it's so hard to actually get that ball back off someone that can hold the ball well. When I look at a lot of low-level gameplay... It's a completely different game, though, for them. Because it's like one of them can chuck on team press and none of them know how to hold the ball. So it's just like back and forth like ping pong. But against a top player, they can literally sit with it in their half and just chill. And even though you're on team press, you're using second man press, you've got good player switching, you're trying to do the best in whatever gameplay you've got. It's like, it's literally a mission in itself just to even get that ball back. And then you get that ball back and then it's like, well, I've now got to break down 10 men. And it's, it makes it... It, a, it makes it not enjoyable and it makes it very, very, very difficult on that front. Interesting to hear that, you know, that's kind of what you'd be as your main property person. What would you say if you said the, the big, this is the biggest issue with FIFA 20, this is what I want fixed? I would say, I mean, the biggest issue, I agree with him, but like, I think passing assistance is a big one as well. I think they're both like on the same level. I think yeah. both of them go hand in hand as well because passing assistance makes it, so you can play out of the pressure without actually doing it yourself, basically. So you could you could block a passing lane and the game will re- redirect it for you. So <laughs> that's partially why pressure and like passing assistance go hand to hand. So I think I agree with them, to be honest. Yeah. Mostly that because the, the, the pressure you're talking about in 18, uh, why why Kurt and all those top players were so good was a lot a lot was down to player switching as well. They're really yeah. good at their player switching, so they can literally just instantly cur- uh, select the right person and press you. So they would do a lot of those things manually as well. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. Do you think that you know if you say you make it so that someone can press really well manually? Do you think the reason why they don't want to make that too much of a thing is because if I come up against best player in the world? Or and I'm a I'm a gold two player. I'm gonna get absolutely destroyed because I can't pass. I can't get out my half because he just keeps pressing me and keeps winning the ball back. And then I'm not gonna be the best at defending, so he's gonna chuck five or four, you know, five or six past me. Do you think that is why we will never see that come back again, where people can press manually? I mean, throughout FIFA, throughout because 17 they started their real like competitive like foot champions thing. Throughout yeah. these games, we've seen we've we've actually seen them quote that we've seen them. Uh, I think who was it? Stalin Sam Rivera and like some some magazine. No, it there. was um, it, when FIFA 18 dropped. There was a quote from like uh, one of the producers, creative someone at EA, who said, and basically the gist of it was FIFA 17 was too hard for casuals to do some of the more 
advanced things and create awesome moments. So our target with FIFA 18 was to make that more accessible. So the whole change in direction was like, this is too hard of a game. We need to like tone it down a little bit, and which is true. You can still press in FIFA 18 really well, but that's the, the main difference between 18 and 17 wasn't so much a little bit of second man press was toned down, but that's where passing assistance like skyrocketed. So, you know, the, the second man press really just, it was still very useful, but it wasn't anywhere near as useful as 17. And so that was like the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. But what I find interesting in terms of like, will we ever not see it because of that? I wouldn't say like, I mean, who knows the intent might like uh, not understanding, but feeling is that it's not so much that they've done this specifically. Like we need to make this game, the balance, the game in terms of passing and pressing, just so the goal to player doesn't get obliterated every single time. I think it's just more like a misunderstanding of what actually needs to happen. I think they, I think like with all the screams of like AI defending needs to get nerfed and that they actually nerfed it so hard that there is no more like manual defending either. Like you can't second man press. So like, they just completely misunderstood what needs to happen for a balanced game. And now here we are. I think it was more that because obviously they want the game to be accessible, but I don't want to believe that they did this specifically to make it easy. Uh, I, to I disagree with that. I did. I do think they do it uh, cater to casuals more. Obviously they don't want to completely destroy the competitive scene, but it is like they're working towards those casuals because they bring in the money they bring in, Basically, that's that's the biggest part of their player base. So obviously, they're gonna. I mean, it's not just FIFA that does that as well. It's COD. Every every of these, every one of these games does it. They do it with skill based matchmaking. So I mean, the, the, that's the thing though, and that's my argument back to it. That you know, you can say, oh yeah, but the gold two player, you know, we want him to have that bit of a chance against one of the better players. Well, no, because the way matchmaking works, right? And they take out the objectives from division rivals, so you actually are constantly only playing against people that are at your level, and people don't relegate. People have no reason to self-relegate. You go into League of Legends. If you watch a bronze game versus a diamond player, you know a bronze game versus a diamond a diamond game, and you put three bronze up against three diamond, they are never in their right mind having any chance of, you know, com competing with that person. In foot champs. The way the matchmaking works, in, in my opinion, is is perfect in the sense that you match people on your record. So if I am 5-0 and and I'm a gold 2 player and 5-0 and is the best record I've got, okay, now I'm going to start coming up against a gold 1 player and an elite 3 player at 5-0, and 6-0, and 7-0, and, and then I'm going to lose a couple. Now I'm going to start going back to playing people on my level who can't press as good, who don't know how to do you know particular attacking patterns, skill moves, and so on. So you kind of... They're not going to get destroyed every game because otherwise it just it just doesn't match make it doesn't work like that. They're going to come up against people that don't know how to defend and then they're going to create chances from that. I don't personally understand that. Yeah, but we need to cater for the casuals. The casuals play the casuals in ninety five percent of their games. The top one hundred players play. You know, the obviously, you know, when in the first 10, 15 games, matchmaking is obviously, you know, you can be 11 and 0 and you can still match someone that is a gold two player. Yeah, I get that. But overall, you're not matching that same gold two player and over and over and over again. And he's not matching an elite three player every single time in those first 10 games. So I, I don't quite understand that as a whole because the way obviously FIFA 20 is and, fit, and games as a whole now, it is competitive and that, you know, you have these matchmaking systems. I think I don't play COD, but am I right in saying that COD's based on like skill rank as well? Like on your KDA. No, something. well, yeah. Back in the day, it wasn't it wasn't as heavily as it is now. But now the skill based matchmaking is so like prevalent that 
you can't play anyone outside of your skill range anymore because it, it, like every game you go into like if you if we're talking warzone every game yeah. is sweaty like you'll see streamers like sweating out their games basically but and they're like the top top one percent so i don't know the the problem with the league reference though like if you if you're comparing league to to fifa is league is built around competitive that that game yeah. is like built around competitive and fifa is a casual game that they try to turn into a competitive thing that's the big difference here and mm. because because the huge player is i'd say 80 percent doesn't play this game uh competitively and the most people buy this like basically don't even play ultimate team i think so mm. that's the issue here and that they have to mix two of these things and try to keep everyone happy and if you try to keep everyone happy you can't actually make it competitive like it's yeah. just the way it is yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting one, isn't it? Okay, so we, we touched on that. I mean, Stallion, I know, I know you're uh, a big fan of it. A big, uh, you know, you love having a discussion about this. What's wrong with attacking AI this year? If you were, explain, <laughs> if you were explaining this to someone that I don't know, my dad, he's a massive football fan. He doesn't have a clue about FIFA. He, he knows that this is what we do, but he, he doesn't know actually what we do. If you were going to say to him, "There's a, a video game that is football." And this is the problem with attacking. How would you explain it to keep it nice and easy for people? Uh, I would explain it because uh, now I'm thinking how because I, I explained this to my dad and it was a really interesting conversation. <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. What's happening here? But basically, because my dad's Italian and in Italy that we have this game called like Subuteo, but it's like it's basically like eleven stationary football figures and you flick them, right? Uh, but obviously, you like you flick table, them. Table football. Is that what yeah, you mean? it's it's table football, but it's not like it's not foosball where you have like the handles, right? It's they're literally stationary action figures, and you flick them, and so oh, yeah. the ball. It's just so everyone's and I was like, that's what FIFA is. Like no one's moving. There is no offensive AI. Um, it's an actual. It's crazy to me, and that's why I think, I think like they just misunderstood the direction that they need. They. They need to bring this game because I think in their mind when they're doing that, they're thinking, oh, this adds enormous skill gap to the game because if everyone's moving and give you options all the time, there's no skill in attacking because you always have a passing option. Uh, but this way, if everyone's stationary, I think they think, oh, a huge skill gap because you can press R1 and L1 to trigger runs and call players short and be the master of your own offense. The problem with this is that not only are R1 and L1 just awful commands because they clash with dragbacks and dummies and fancy exits and so and strafe dribbling so that it's so glitchy as hell. The runs are one-dimensional and it's just not how the game should like translate. The runs should be there for you because it's wrong to assume that good offensive AI reduces the skill gap because it first of all, not everyone has the vision. And trust me, I've seen people who like don't even see half the things that other people might yeah. see. So there's a clear skill gap in vision and two it immensely increases the defensive skill gap like right now i i always have to tell myself stop over switching right stop just hold that one dude and only switch when you have to if everyone's moving around dude you have to move left right center track that guy track this side so much things are happening so like the trade-off is so much better so essentially the problem with if i want to explain the problem with offensive eye i tell them no one's moving dude imagine a game of football where no one comes to support Everyone's standing still. It's just, it's it's a dry painting, bro. Yeah, it, it it's it's funny that you say that. A lot of that, I was just sitting there smirking to myself actually, because it's all so very true. Like obviously, what I do this year, you know, helping people get better at the game. 
I feel like I'm I'm a robot at times telling someone use L1 more, send more people on a run, tap L1, send that right winger on a run. Because one thing that you notice this year is that yes, no one moves. And also when they do move and you tap that L1 button, all it is, I'm, I'm assuming you've both seen Forrest Gump, right? Mm-hmm. You know how Forrest Gump says that he just keeps running and then like he runs across the American football field and he just <laughs> runs straight through. That's all it is this year. They literally just go, oh, you want me to run, do you? Okay, I'm just going to run straight forward. I'm not going to make that arcing run what are the the thing about like strikers in real life and what they're so good is that they'll run at the back stick and then they'll drop the shoulder and they'll change their run to the near post you know to go into that space when do you ever see that this year what they do is they run into the net hit the head off the crossbar and go oh i'll best drop back now and it's just like how are they that stupid you know you're using some of the best players on the game and it doesn't matter whether you've got a 99 rated card or a 69 rated card they bought they all make the exact same runs attacking attacking position on a card means quite honestly nothing in my opinion i can't i can't actually see what it does you're 100% right in saying that and obviously what you can say yeah using the l1 more you know it's down to you as the player to to make the runs and, and whatnot like you've said there's multiple things that have that counter argument that well using that l1 and r1 makes it a broken mechanic in itself and we are also playing a video game which is obviously very hard to say it's a competitive game on that front because we only really control one player. You can all argue two yeah. in a sense. So h- how am I meant to get my other eight outfield players on the pitch moving if I can only really control the guy that's got the ball and I can tap an L1 button to the guy, you know, who I want to send on a run. You have to give some you have to make something give way. And and that is that these guys should be making runs themselves. And like you said, yes, it creates attacking movement is easy for people because they can see, you know, they've got more runs on and they've got more people showing. Like you said, I have some coaching sessions with people and I'll go, if you would have just laid that off to that man there, you would have been in a brilliant goal scoring opportunity. And they sit there and go, I didn't even see that in the game because what a lot of people do is they get tunnel visioned and only see the guy with the ball and the goal. They don't look what's around them. And it's like, you imagine if you put that in front of, you know, a hundred silver three players. Here's loads of options, mate. I can still guarantee hardly any of them actually take the options that are there. So that doesn't, obviously then you give it to elite one player. They're going to be loving it. They're going to be absolutely creaming in the pants, really. They're going to be like, this is great. I've got loads of options. I've always got an option on. And then they come up against, you know, Tex, best player, one of the best players in the world. He then obviously needs to know how to defend and play a switch, which he will do, which makes it more fun, makes it more entertaining. Is that something I imagine a lot of that there, Persian, you'd completely agree with on the attacking eye front? Absolutely. the The thing is, though, um, if you like, we like Stein said he was playing his games yesterday. And I was in his share play, and what he said yesterday is, even when they do move, you feel like they're moving into cover. They don't actually move move away from a defender. They don't actually make, like you said, they don't make intelligent runs. Yeah. And if you compare that to like FIFA seventeen, like Stein made that video that that went viral. Like when when he's trying to pass, when he's trying to mark the passing lane. The, the AI literally just sprints away from him. He's literally just constantly trying to mark the 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 defense or the passer, and he's just sprinting away trying to trying to make himself open. Like that's the huge difference that happens in FIFA 17 compared to FIFA 20 right now. When players move away, they move towards the defender instead of moving away from him, and they move into mm-hmm. cover most of the time. And it's hard to find the spaces there, and it's partially because of the meta as well, because drop back is so prevalent. So obviously, there's less space. But if you see the complete difference in mentality when it comes to AI, it's it's huge. It's it's yeah. so good. It so just makes about- no sense to not add it because, like you said, it increases the skill gap. But it, it's like it, you're killing two birds with one stone here. 
you're trying to make a game that's more fun and doing this will make it more fun for a casual and it will give them a platform to genuinely improve right if they have tunnel vision they have something to work towards for but at the same time as it makes it more fun it also adds a skill gap so it, it doesn't make sense as to why this is even a question of like it shouldn't even be uh like will we ever have offensive again every year year in and year out it should be one of the best things about the game and because it, it it helps the casual it helps the fun aspect and it helps the guy who's better than the casual like you you yeah. it ticks all the boxes Definitely. it makes the I mean, game more creative like the, the the problem here is a lot of people say don't don't hate the player hate the game whatever like I I think there's accountability for both because even in FIFA 20 where no one moves, if two people, like you said, like in a in say two silver three players play each other, the game turns way more into a ping pong thing and more offensive yeah. because people stop uh, defending on the edge of their box and they're actually trying to attack. They're just trying to go forward. So even if two elite one players like have have an agreement with each other to to play attacking football, the game can be like kind of enjoyable to watch. But if if you start like drag backing every five seconds, like passing it backwards, it just becomes really unenjoyable. Yeah, that's definitely. what I'm saying. Like, it, there's definitely two, two things that to talk about here, and that's one of them is being, people are destroying their own game by playing the way they play. Yeah, it, but then your argument back to that, obviously, you know, from if you said that to a lot of pros, I can understand, you know, you saying that in just a, a friendly game, you know, a uh, just champs or something but obviously the pros are, you get up to a, an event that they're not going to say to each other go on then let's i've been practicing on two depths two widths yeah, you know, know they're not going to go right let's run five depths you know seven the, whatever the press on possession pro, last slide the, the, the thing with pros though they try to break the game they actually yeah. try to break the game that's that's yeah, their yeah, intention yeah. they're trying to find find ways to make that to their advantage but for most people I I'd assume maybe maybe the, the game changed, but you you say they play the game to enjoy the game, no? And not maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a maybe it's a two way street because enjoying the game comes with winning, and winning comes with how people decide to play. I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, some of the people that come to me, they get their enjoyment out of being able to say to them, mate. I got a gold one this weekend. I got I guess, elite three. Yeah. And if they got elite three by playing 60% possession, being slow, being patient, they don't care about that. What they care sure. about is they got that rank to be able to say to me, I think that that's a very, uh, you know, a situational sort of thing based on that person. Some individuals will get enjoyment out of going, I dropped a rank, but you know what? I played three, five, two. I scored a load more goals. Anyone that played drop back, I, I destroyed them or, you know, whatever. And they, and they, they get enjoyment out of that. The majority though, go the other way of going, I'll go drop back. I'll play low depth, flow width. I'll hold the ball. I'm not going to have much intent to attack. I'm just going to wait for you to make a mistake. And I'm going to get that elite three and I'm going to tell my mates and I'm going to get bad rewards, but I'm still going to be happy with it. And that's obviously down to that individual <laughs> person. I mean, talking, moving over to like kind of the drop back argument, I played um, Nepenthes in Fatal the other week and we agreed to do seven, seven depth, press on possession loss, five widths. Uh, and no one on comeback on defense. The only guys that were on stay back were the center backs. Everyone else was on minimum of balanced. Do you feel like, what I see a lot, I go into a lot of streams, you know, speak to a lot of people. I lost to this one depth, one, you know, drop back, one width person. And I watch the game and I'm like, okay, he's not he's not on one depth, drop back, uh, one width. He might have his right attacking mid, left attacking mid and come back on defence. Do you feel like a, the way the game is this year, that someone holds the ball naturally for one, two in-game minutes, so 10, 20 seconds or whatever, the teams, even if you're on, I've, I've practiced this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a video on it, I think. 
you have five depth, five width, versus one depth, one width, three depth, three width. You put them all up against each other. If someone holds that ball for longer than a couple of minutes, the game's coding seems to be everyone get back, you know, get back inside, like it's raining or something, and they all just drop back, regardless of kind of what you're on. It's almost like that depth and width doesn't actually seem to make that much of a difference. I'll notice that if I play seven depth, I might get caught on an over-the-top through ball a little bit. That's if someone plays a quick counter. But as soon as you come up against someone that's happy to hold, it's almost like they're a recipe for their own disaster because you hold the ball naturally inside your defense and build it up really slowly the opposition's team just falls back do you think that's something that is coded in the game selling or do you think the tactics are specifically what's making that problem it's it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely in the game I, I i made a video on this last year uh before i got a little bit like when i was still rambling for like 30 minutes too long in a video <laughs> but basically <laughs> I made a video where I showed, and this started in FIFA 18, actually. In FIFA 17, you had two things that made the game uh, play out differently. First of all, you could choose offside or cover as two defensive, you know, mentalities, so yeah. to speak, in your defensive. So what I, I played with offside trap, essentially what that means, people thought that your defense constantly went, oh, it's not the case. They just held this flat line, which is... For how I play, is phenomenal because I'm very good at tracking runs. So if I need to, I'll do that. I just need my defense to be flat so we avoid the whole turn and shoot situation in my box because my center back drops into my goal sort of thing, right? So that was beautiful. But that, even though we still had offside trap as a, as a thing in FIFA 18, it wasn't as effective because passing assistance increased and the defenders started dropping back. So in FIFA 19, I made this video and I showed how no matter what you do, your defenders just track runs that need to not be tracked. Like, it, it, and, and as a result, they drop back, they drop back, they drop back, and all of a sudden, your one of your defenders will be so far in that it gives your opponent that pass into the striker who's like on the penalty spot, and all he does is turn and shoot. Yeah. Uh, and that's created this 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 whole thing. I play on eight, eight depth. I can't tell you on four four two. I have two CMs. I'm exposed, man. I cannot tell you the amount of times I face someone who's like. Probably play 10 games. He's super pissed off. And he starts doing half dragbacks in his half kind of to indirectly tell me, come on, bro, press me. And I'm like, dude, I can't do anything. <laughs> this game is made this way. My team's dropping back. So that's why it, it, it naturally drops back by itself. And then drop back is a whole another dimension. There's no... The way defenders track uh, runs makes no sense. They need to just hold their position. They, they drop way too deep into the the... In the box, sometimes center mids will drop as far low as center backs. Now you have no midfield. Uh, and that's why I laugh when in pro tournaments, they're like, no drop back here. Uh, it's like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, if, if, you, if you play a certain way and defend a certain way, they'll drop back regardless. You can make it happen. Yeah, so for sure, I think it's coded. The tactics play into it, but it's all, it's all the, the feel of the game that makes it the way it is. Yeah, uh, it all it all comes down to I know people. Some people hate the word and say it doesn't exist in FIFA or you know it's what you want to play. It all comes down to the meta, and that obviously is how the meta is this year. Would you like to see next year Persian a bit more diversity in the way that we? Because let's be honest, the way this game is played, in my opinion, is right. Pick the ball up in the middle of the park. 
Can you find your camel striker? No, the majority of the times they're going to be covered. Okay, let's spring it out wide. Can you get past that man and make your way into the box to look for a swept back across? No. Okay, let's go back into the middle. Has that pass now opened up to that striker inside the box for that quick fake shot scoop turn into the near post? No. Okay, flick it out to the other side. Do the exact same thing. Rinse and repeat until you find a way or you lose the ball. And that's what we're going to be doing. Do you think that is FIFA 20 in attacking as a nutshell? Oh, and don't forget to add a couple L1 passes, you know, to, to send much, that yeah. CM over. That's, that's when... when pros talk about like patterns that's it pretty much yeah and do you would do you think that next year there needs to be other you know versatile ways of scoring that comes down to attacking ai like if you if you have attacking ai the runs are being made every attack becomes a blank canvas basically which you can paint on and you can make your own make your own attack if they if they don't do that, it becomes the same thing that it is now. You just look for the same patterns to draw to drag people out and find your spaces. That's it. Yeah. Like it 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 doesn't change. It, it's as simple as that, actually. Like, what I find why... most astonishing is that I'm a West Brom fan. We're in a championship. We're not very good, right? But what I love about West Brom is that we'll have a winger and he can get past the man and take a man on. And then what does he do? He whips the ball in and we might win the header. We might score a goal. We might not win the header. It falls <laughs> to the man on the edge of the box. He rifles it and we find the top bins. The fact that in this game, I've probably pre pressed that cross button. I've probably scored about I can, two hands is how many goals I've scored from across this year. And it's like, that is mind blowing, I think. I, I, I know you can argue like, yeah, we're crossing. You know, it's it's a hard thing in FIFA and everything, like in terms of defending and whatnot. Because obviously it's just two guys going up for a ball and who wins the header. But you think that you've got some of the, you know, like Lua, Ronaldo, some of the, you know, strikers in the world that, well, that's one of their massive strong points. The fact that I don't even whip the ball into Ronaldo to head it on this game, to me, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I should do it every single time I get near the box. I'm saying that, you know, if I get into attack and I'm like, you know what, I'm struggling to kind of make my way into the box, into feet to find that, you know, find that shot. I'll try this cross as I beat, and then beat the man down the wing. You think that's something that should come back on FIFA? And, and I'm not saying come back to FIFA 19's level. I didn't play FIFA 19, but from what I've been I told, mean, it was very much a do an El Tornado into a cross, volley, header, I don't know, whatever stupid it was. I don't think crossing should be OP. Like, I'm not one to cross. Like, uh, yeah. I don't think crossing should be OP. But I do think the way it is now, it's absolutely broken because you can't, like, score a normal header. Like, even if you're wide open, you won't even be able to basically target that towards goal. And, like, Stein's one of these players that, like, when, when he's wide open, when he sees someone, he'll cross it. And I'll keep telling him, when I'm in a share play, like, why did you play that pass? It just doesn't work in this game. Yeah, but yeah. it just makes sense to him. Like, he just looks at it with his football brain instead of with his FIFA brain, basically. So he keeps doing the chip through balls, the, the crosses or whatever, and they just don't work. And I think they should. They definitely should work. They just they just have to find the right balance in, in yeah. the sense that it shouldn't be like you said, like FIFA 19, where you just cross a ball and just hope for the RNG to win. Like, yeah, it's not something that I'm saying, you know, you do it 10 times, you score eight. I'm saying I'll rip the ball in 10 times. Sometimes it's going to get cleared by the defender. You know, five times I might get cleared by the defender. Sometimes I might get on the end of it and head it, but it hits the crossbar or, you know, it goes wide or whatever. You know, if it's a perfect header, you know, he, he leaps up and he's got no one around him, then yeah, it should definitely go on target. Obviously, if he's got the, you know, the stats to kind of back it up. Not saying that, you know, it should be. Like, like Stallion says, when, when I coach someone, I basically sit there and tell them, you know that footballing, you know, you know the football you've been watching for the last 20 years of your life, 30 years of your life, and you, you think this is a great opportunity to cross it. Yeah, this foot, this game isn't football. This is a different game. Like, you, you don't think that it's football. Um, So that cross, that the cross button, you basically don't ever want to do it. And trying to explain that to someone when you're meant to be playing a football game is so like, 
you just sound like an idiot, don't you? Saying like like you yeah. just said, yeah, Stallion. Absolutely. In real life, you'd be like, mate, you cross that. Ball. Like if that, you were managing that team and then you didn't cross it, you'd be like, what are you doing, son? But on FIFA, you're just like, yeah, please don't do that again because it's just not going to work for you. And it just it's so it's so crazy that that's kind of uh, how it's. And, and then moving on to to finishing, we've just seen on on stream R nine banging it in at the near post. Do you out of how many? Oh, I don't know how many goals. How many goals or I've probably scored together this year is insane. Would you say? What percentage do you reckon if we put all of our three goal, you know, three of us together, how what percentage of our goals do you reckon at a near post this year? Uh at least seventy five percent. I'd say ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say about, I'd say about 75-80 was kind of what I'd have in, have in my mind. Near post is, is, is literally the king. Do you think that's a massive issue, Stallion? Absolutely. I, I cannot believe how big of an issue this is, man. I flew out. I was lucky enough to get flown out uh, to LA in June of, yeah, last year. So I went, played FIFA 20. I had time to see one thing, one thing only. And I was like, guys, near post is so broken, man. Please, please. But I get like, and it's like everyone's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm serious. It's, it's, it's insane. It's too good. Like we're we have surpassed FIFA 16 levels. Uh, please do something. Um, and it, obviously by then it's too late, man. Like it is what it is. But the fact of like, I understand. Like people are gonna show that goal. I think there's there's a couple of goals this year that have been scored near post, and um. They're like, oh, look, it happens in real life. Okay, I understand. But, like, it's it's a video game. You can only do so much. There are certain things that you got to you gotta play out. And when the near post is this good, uh, you basically, as an attacker, you're allowed to fake shot away from the goal. So you have no risk, right? You go to a low-risk, low-reward area of the pitch, and that's the highest percent of scoring. As opposed to having to force yourself in, which is... High risk, high reward, because you're risking the fact that you're going to get tackled in the middle, in the center. But, you know, that's not what works anymore. So the fact that you can go on a safe side and shoot is kind of like the equivalent in basketball. I don't know if you follow basketball, but like imagine doing like a fadeaway jumper like Dirk Nowitzki used to do these fadeaway jumpers that are unmarkable. He's huge. He's tall. He's jumping backwards. There's no possible way you can block him. You can just make it hard for him. Except this is football, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't score a basket. You just score a goal in football the same amount you do in basketball. Like, scoring a goal is is the pinnacle of the sport, but it's super easy when you consider the fact that you can craft near post opportunities. It just changes the whole dynamic of how you defend, of how you attack. It's not it's not healthy for the game at all. But the sad part is, this game needs near post finishing because for some reason you score, you shoot for the far post. And not only is the shot like directed super centrally, but the keeper also has that lingering hand. Whereas yeah. you shoot near post and the shot is perfect, it's strong, it's angled, and the keeper does nothing. So it's like it's just in the game. It's the same thing with defensive tactics. The feel of the game, defensive players drop back. The feel of the game in shooting, the shot is powerful when you go near post, it's weak when you go far post, it's central when you go far post, it's angled when you go near post. It's just it's wrong, man. It's just wrong. Well, can, can you imagine if they did, like, say if they put out a patch and they nerfed near post finishing? This is why, you know, they do these patches. They they obviously know how strong near post finishing is. I think I think someone's tested, all right, let's tone down near post finishing. A few people have played it and gone, guys, how do we score? I, I don't know. And it's, and it's just like, and they've just, and they've just gone, 
all right, we'll just leave that. We'll worry about that next year when we when we make the new game. We'll change that then. Because if they genuinely, say if they made it so that near post finishing just wasn't a thing, you know, the keeper saved it, the shot, you know, whatever it may be, however they're going to, however they're going to fix it. I, I don't think I'd score. I don't think I'd score many goals, really. Uh, I think I'd be, I think I'd be like even worse than I am nowadays. And I just, it, it's, I think, I think, my opinion is on a lot of the coders at EA, I think they genuinely sit there at times and just go, what have we done? Like, how do we fix this? Or they just get told, now nah, don't worry about it. You know, it, it, the game's out. We don't need to change that. They just like, say we go again next year. That's... <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, get, get a one in the chat, fellas. If, you know, going back, obviously we, we've touched on the attacking AI and how we'd like to, you know, see it change and everything. I, I, I say this to most people. It is a video game. This isn't a sports simulation. If you wanted it to be a sports simulation, it wouldn't be six minutes a half. We wouldn't have players that are no longer alive playing on our football pitch. Uh, and we don't want games that are like 60% possession. You know, we can get on that in a minute, but I mean, I, I watch, obviously, you know, I don't so much anymore because I just don't enjoy it. I fall asleep most of the time. I watch some of the the best players in the world play against each other, and I'm like, at the end of the game, I watched hashtag Tom the other day uh, in the tournament last week. Uh, the guy he played against, uh, hashtag Tom won. He, he had zero shots at the end of the, end of the game, and I'm just like, wouldn't it? Everyone, again, get the one in the chat. You'd rather lose a game 6-5 than lose a game 1-0 or win a game 1-0 where there's been a total of three shots in a game. It is a video game. Can you? I, I've touched on this before, but can you imagine watching competitive... I don't watch competitive COD, so this this could be how it is. I don't imagine it is. But watching competitive COD and none of them have like map rotations and they're all just sat there in a, in a corner waiting for someone to walk through. <laughs> it's the equivalent, isn't Damn it? No one would watch it. Yeah, no one would watch it. And it's just like, how, how are we at a stage on FIFA where... That and I'm not I'm not saying this is the pros' fault. Like, of course, it's not. It's their job. That they're, they're gonna do whatever they can do to, to win a tournament, aren't they? They're not. They're not gonna put themselves at a risk of performing bad, possibly losing a contract or something, because their ego says no, no, no. Or you know, that their their mentality is let's just play attacking to hopefully the fans love it. I'm not being funny. They're not gonna do that, are they? And you can't expect them to do that. But obviously, that that's an issue kind of in itself. Uh, let's quickly move on over. I, I touched on I touched on this. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, let's move on to FIFA 21 first. FIFA 21, do you have high expectations for it? No. No, no. I, I no. think, I think it's gonna be the same type of thing. Type of thing. Like that's the issue with this game. They, whatever they do, they will sell. They will sell, like, the same, the same amount of games, maybe even more, and. All they do every year is, is what I is what I was telling Stanley yesterday. I saw like the the marks on the pitch that you see while the game progresses, and I remember that that was one of their marketing features, like the the realism. Like we're, we're, that's what they actually put time in. They put time and resources into make the pitch wear down as you play. Like which I'm thinking, like if your game is in the state it is, like now, why are you focusing on things like that instead of? trying to make the gameplay better or servers or whatever connectivity they don't they don't they don't really i think from the higher ups i think the devs care to be honest i think the devs do care but i think from yeah. the higher ups all they look at all they look at is like the profit and the, the sales basically yeah no we had was it two weeks ago on the podcast where i discussed about fifa points and you know should they be banned uh is it is it a problem uh, and obviously we won't go into that so we know we've already touched on that but I, I i think that's one of the things as well is that the higher ups are seeing our profits are going up and up and up each year yep. people must be enjoying the game if they're putting money on which i don't i, I don't think is the case um but what one thing that i've always said though can you imagine if they actually made the game a lot more fun 
I would have put, I've not really put any money on this year. I would have put on, I would genuinely, if a promo comes out on a weekend and I'm sat there and I'm streaming and it's like, oh, you know, there's some cool cards come out, you know, some packs or whatever. I wouldn't mind chucking 40 quid on every now and then and opening some packs for the stream if I know that when I log into that game, the gameplay's clean and the gameplay's fun. Like, surely, this is, me as a, as a salesman, I'm always thinking, how can I make more money? Not, oh, I'm happy with what I made this month. Yeah, I'll just put my feet up now. Like, it isn't, isn't that surely what EA should be thinking? You know what? Yeah, we've made a load of money. Great. Fantastic. What could we do that's morally right, not just, you know, release more packs or more promos and shine it in your face? Like, yeah, come on, come and buy it. What can we do to make it better? Well, you know what? We're seeing a lot of complaints about the gameplay and the servers and the issues. Um, let's fix it. One thing as well, this is just to get an idea of a chat. You two are both on... You're both on PS, aren't you? Yeah. 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 I've had... I, I upgraded my internet the other week. Um, upgraded it, and I started... I had four DCs in two weekends. Can we get a one in the chat if you were on Xbox this weekend and you didn't get a DC? I think they've fixed something again and they've not said a word. I didn't get a DC this weekend, and I didn't get a DC during the week. They've definitely done something. Because, again, the amount of complaints you see from, like, you know, being a streamer and whatnot, people saying, oh, you know, I've got a DC, I've got a DC. I've not hardly seen any this weekend. And, again, I think the transparency that we have from this company of, yeah, we've done this and not telling you it is quite astonishing, really, isn't it? So, um, Stallion, do you think we can get a bit optimistic for the new FIFA? Or do you think we should all just call it now? Mm uh uh, it's tough man on the one hand it's like it feels like every year you roll a dice so hey man i'll take those odds maybe you'll roll Uh, a six or something but like on the other hand i remember in fifa 17 okay they're like a lot of people think like we romanticize that game we don't i i did not i do not i did not forget the crab walking i do not i did not forget the overpowered shielding the state of the servers which were the worst they've ever been in fifa 17 so many issues but i remember thinking yeah, yeah, FIFA 18 is going to be insane because they're going to build upon this foundation. And then Persian was like, nah, man, it's going to be awful. And I was like, nah, nah, you'll see, you'll see. Because FIFA 17, they really stepped it up. They're advertising for champs and esports. They're going to make it good. So ever since that, I lost my hope for the next year and I just wait and I just see what happens because um, Persian, it's Persian's fault for destroying my hopes and dreams. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> Did you did you know that on the next game your player will pull his uh his shin pads and his socks up or you know, on the game? <laughs> I, I can't wait for that feature, guys. So I'm excited for that one. That's that's ins- you know what? When I went to sleep last night, I sat there and thought, that's what I need on a video game. That little bit of realism of him pulling his socks up in the 89th minute and me stood there going, "What are you doing?" Oh, it's just yeah, that's that's kind of what it is, isn't that. This is something that um. <laughs> this is something that I had a bit of a discussion with that I think is an interesting one. I'll go into my opinions on it in a second. First of all, Stallion, Persian, just a yes or no, does scripting, DDA, whatever you want to call it, does it exist in FIFA on, on, on online play? Scripting? No. No? I don't believe in scripting. I think momentum is a thing, though. But that's... Which enables you, basically, to get a advantage in certain scenarios i don't think scripting is a thing because scripting means it's the, the outcome is set basically i don't believe in that so you think scripting is where you log into a game and this person's going to lose basically yeah exactly so if, yeah, if okay. scripting was a thing people wouldn't go 30 and 0 every week yeah okay and momentum you're saying is someone might be tuning up they can see the goal and then the game yeah. favors yeah. the person that's 2-1 down like two... it's, not, it's not necessarily favors but like you'll see players take bad touches players move okay. like differently you'll see things like that i i yeah I, I see things like that all the time like 
Okay. Or or certain certain scenarios. I don't know if kickoff falls under that scenario. I think that's just bad coding, maybe. But I don't know. That that's a tough tough decision. They they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with it, I suppose, don't they? Because they came out one year. Was it FIFA nineteen or end of FIFA eighteen where they tried to fix kickoff? Where they said yeah, they, I think yeah, they've upped the yeah they've upped the aggression or something. And then yeah. we, we were kind of like, okay, great, thanks for trying to fix it. But also, what do you mean you've upped the aggression? Like. Yeah. How how does that work? Are you saying that there's there's sliders then of this is what it is based on this stage of the game? It's, does that then mean that in the 84th minute, when so, on a scenario where someone's three one down, their aggression goes lower? Does a slider move down, or, or or how are they explaining that? So I think I still think we need more transparency on that. I think that's very you you can interpret that as as you want, in my opinion. Uh, Stallion, what do you think? Scripting DDA is it a thing? Damn it, dude! I thought you forgot, but. Uh... I'd say, uh, dude, it used to be like a hard no. I'm going to keep my no, but I thought about it. I'll just say that. I thought about it. <laughs> but okay. it used to be a hard no. There's no scripting. This year really did make me think about it. No, but no, it's not. I just think uh, it's really just the game is so RNG and, in my opinion, not good. So what happens uh, uh, is the result of this the, game the best the best example i can give though have you not noticed that when someone turns on team press it doesn't necessarily make their team better it makes yours worse you take worse mm. touches you take uh your players turn slowly like i've i've noticed so much when someone team presses me that that happens like my players just react differently i'll bounce That's back with press on heavy touch when do you know that person's going to take a heavy touch? Because they press before yeah, that. Play. Exactly. They take. They exactly. press before they Very take good. that heavy touch. How does that work then, game? Like, can you Very explain that point. to me? Very so good. yeah, I, I do agree with you on that front. Someone's just put in the chat. Yeah, but think of how many forty-fifth, ninetieth-minute goals you get, one hundred fifth, one hundred twentieth. And I'm like, yeah, this my argument back to that particular one. I think kickoff is a thing. I genuinely do. I think that you watch the defenders off kickoff. They stand there and they're having a daydream about Mila Kunis or something. They're not. They're not sat there <laughs> thinking I need to defend this football. Um, I think what a lot of people get confused with is that. You, I, I said this to my missus the one day before I worked for Vauxhall and sold car uh, before I moved from one dealership to Vauxhall she used to say oh I like them Vauxhall mockers <clears throat> and I went I don't like them they're not that popular what happened after I said that every time me and the missus were out on the road she went oh look there's one of them cars that's not that popular oh look there's one of them cars that's not that popular because I said they're not that popular you won't notice them she then she was picking them out more than a normal car because it you know it's now on her front of her mind we might have seen for every one Vauxhall mucker a thousand Ford Fiestas but she doesn't notice that because she's not looking at how many Ford Fiestas there are as a FIFA player, you'll get into the 45th minute. You think 45th minute's a thing. You take a shot in a scenario where you probably wouldn't normally shoot. You'd carry on working it into the box or trying to do something overcomplicated, whatever. Because it's 45th minute, you go, I'm going to take a shot here and hope for the best. And then it goes in and you go, oh, see, it's a thing. How many goals do you score in the 32nd minute? You don't know, do you? Because you never keep track of that because you just think... 45th or 90th minute. That's my argument back to that. Um, I, I, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know 45th or 90th the things. I think people get a little bit scared of it, like so the defender starts to make a mistake or something, and then you know something happens, and then they, they blame it on that front. I had an interesting discussion about that with Ethan, like one of the pro players. Um, he said 
I I hold he didn't believe in 45 45th minutes like scripting or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I said I I thought 45th minute I still think 45th minute is a thing which increases your odds of basically scoring. But he had a really good point. He's he literally just says, "I hold the ball to have the last attack." In that scenario. So if it's the 43rd or 42nd, I just try to hold the ball so I so I'm sure I have the last attack of the half. And I think a yeah. lot of people play that way and think that way. Yeah. Which that, makes it that a lot of goals are scored in that scenario. Yeah, well, that, that's how I, I I teach my my coaching students as well. I tell them every time you pick up the ball, look at the clock. I don't care if yeah. it's the tenth minute. What I'm trying to get them into the habit of doing is going. It's the forty second minute. I'm two one up. Why do I need to go and attack on the forty third? Possibly get counted on. Now going at half time at two two. It's just game management. That is. It's just yeah. being caught. You know, aware of the time on the clock and going. You know what? I'm gonna just you know hold the ball for a minute or two, and I'm gonna ensure that my attack is the last attack of the half. And I talk about that pretty much in every coaching session because the amount of goals I see people concede in that last minute because they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go and score. And I'm like, well, what's the point? Just just hold off a minute or two, and then you know you, you build it up into you know to be the last attack on that front. So, do you think uh, you two can say what you want here? I, I won't take any offense. Do you think people like me and other channels that make the videos that I make have ruined FIFA? No. no, FIFA was ruined before these channels. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it has anything. I mean, it definitely makes the player base more sweaty. I'll I'll say yeah. that, and um, that makes the games more grueling. But it's not their fault that they want to get better. Like I don't I don't think that's the issue. If you have a good game, that shouldn't be an issue. I think the game's yeah. the issue. Yeah. What about you? Sam? If if you're if you're teaching people though to drag back in their own half and hold seventy percent possession, we're gonna have issues though. <laughs> <laughs> do you want do you want know do you want know what my my general teaching would be? My general teaching would be pass the ball the way you're facing because passing's broken. You know you, you you well passing's broken in the sense that you play one pass on a one hundred eighty degree angle. Sometimes it doesn't work and it shouldn't work any time. If someone tries to play a pass from one way facing the other way, it should literally be a wayward pass every time. Then other times it does. So I keep it simple. Play the way you face it. I tell people, I don't care what your possession stat is. The only thing I'm bothered about is that pass accuracy. If I see that pass accuracy at 85%, 80%, that's saying to me, you're losing the ball in the middle of the pitch and you're not actually building up into that final third and creating an attack. You're not going to win the game if you keep giving it away in the middle of the park. So when some people come to me and they go, yeah, yeah, I get 90% pass accuracy. I get 60% possession. I'm doing good, doing good. We look at the game and I'm like, mate, you're just passing the ball side to side and you're not you're not doing anything. That's like sat at the bar thinking, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to have a chat with that lady or man. And, you know, I want to try and, you know, get a few conversations going, take them home for the night. And then you just sit there and you don't do anything. Well, you're never gonna, it's never going to happen, is it? You're not going to win a game if you just sat there holding the ball, doing nothing. So people do get mixed messages from videos like mine where they think, I just need to hold the ball, just need to hold the ball. No, that's, that's not the case. I'm just asking you to be smart with the ball. As in, yeah. if you're trying to play a 20-yard pass forward and it's covered by three men, that's stupid. You go one pass to the right, to the right back, and then play that passing down the line, you've reached the same outcome, but you've not given the ball away. And that, that's kind of what we're on that for. What about you, Salian? What's your opinion on it all? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it really depends. In general, no. I mean, I do see some, like, um, formation guides or, like, every now and then on YouTube that pop up. And it's like, did you really have to post this with, like, one depth drop back? Because, like, mm -hmm. did you really? I mean, not that it makes it that much worse. Because, like we said, um, the, the, the AI, it just drops out naturally. And not that you have to lie and tell people that you play eight, eight bars. If you don't play eight bars of depth, don't just don't say that you do but 
Like I made a video because I do play high depth and people were asking me, how am I, how am I doing that well with that 442? And I shared it and it's like, I've seen so many over the years slowly creep up, like everyone playing drawback, come back on defense. It's just the best way. It's like, was it really worth it? I mean, like, not that it necessarily makes them better, but like in those cases, like these, some of these tactics, like just, you know, they're so sleazy. It's like, you might as well just keep it to yourself a little bit. But in terms of the general gameplay advice, nah, absolutely not. Because my mindset has always been like, it used to be, I don't care what you do. I have confidence that I have the tools to impress you in that. Yeah. But like, I don't have that thought anymore because there's genuinely nothing I can do. There is nothing. (laughs) Dude, yesterday I played um, off stream, no disrespect to the guy. I'm sure he's a great player and I will not name him. Uh, in, and he can be, and he's just adapting to the game, right? And I checked after the game. This guy, this guy's dropping thirties, bro. He's dropping top one hundreds, left, right, and center in uh, FIFA nineteen and twenty, and okay. like up hundred monthlies. And I beat him to one. And I remember uh, before the game started, me and Prince was like, "Oh God, look at this team! Moments of Savior, all these guys." And I'm like, "Oh no!" And then five minutes in the game, we're like, "Oh no, this guy's awful. We're good. We're good." <laughs> The game ends. I went two one because I had to two gold nail two gold lead. Um, I was lucky enough to get a two gold lead. He makes it two one, and I end up with like thirty percent possession. And Persian after that, I was like, dude, I'm about to fall asleep. We search him up, and he's. I was like, this is how he's doing this. Like <laughs> he holds the ball until you go into a state of panic, depression. I don't even know, man. It, it was insane, and like it's crazy to think that someone who gets such elite rewards. Could be like both of us were like, oh no, this guy's awful. He's just got a really good team. He might be like really good at trading. Maybe he spent some money. Yeah, yeah. He's got a pro we, team, but we're good. We genuinely couldn't tell. That's the that's the that's the problem with this game. We genuinely couldn't tell that a pro player was actually a pro player. We we thought uh-huh. he was like gold one. Like he he showed nothing in his gameplay that made me think, oh, this guy's doing consistently well. Yeah, yeah, he scored a cheesy goal, but I managed to be super patient defensively, and it really took the life out of me to win that game because, like, he held me to 30% possession, which back in the day, I used to be a possession player. So I always say, if you hold me to 30%, that means you're holding others to, like, 80 maybe because I'm taking yeah. my time with my attacks. Uh, yeah. So I had to, the what I had to do to win that game is something that I don't think anyone should ever have to go through to have fun <laughs> in a video game. That was too much. That was too much. It's one so, of the issues that I have. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. it. One of the issues that I have that if I come up against someone that basically wants it more, I'm just like, yeah, right, mate, exactly. crack on. Like, I just, exactly. I just lose interest. <laughs> I, this weekend, I actually tried to not play that way in that sense, but I tried to be more. Obviously, when you when you're streaming, I this year I predominantly played about four or five depths, four width. I always play about one or two players in box. Um, and then if I go four four two, it's like you know fast build up seven depths, you know everyone on that. I've played comeback on defense on my right attacking mid and left attacking mid one twice this year, sorry. And I did it a few months ago uh, after I had a chat with Zelonius and, and Zell said, oh, you know you're letting because you, I've always ran this year balanced fullbacks, balanced center attacking mids, and I've tried to basically I want to hold the ball on the edge of your box and you know obviously capitalize on that. And not just, I don't want to be defending. I want to be having the ball on the edgy box and punishing you and scoring as many goals as I can. Again, try and make it entertaining for the Twitch chat. I did that after Zell's advice because, you know, all I've hit this year is 28. It's never anything better. And I'm like, you know, I want to try at least try and get a 29. And obviously, Purge and me and you've had a chat about it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, take balance fullbacks off, go to stay back and go come back on defense. You need to get tighter at the back. You'll get punished for that. And I did it. And I put a formation video out there for it. And this is what made me laugh. 
I did the formation video because I'm an honest man. Uh, this is what I ran this weekend, guys. I hit, I think I hit 26 wins with it. Uh, and I sat there and said, this is it. This is how it works. Showing you how it defends, how it attacks. And then at the end of the video, I go, would I advise you to play this? No, I don't think this is a fun way to play FIFA. Um, I personally think it's just requires so much focus. Like I'd rather have the ball than just been having every man behind the ball. Like that's kind of my mentality. I don't think you should play it. And I actually struggled to score goals because everyone was so deep. I then build it up and no one was there even for that quick counter attack that I might look for. Uh, and that obviously kind of worked in that way. And like, like you said that, yeah, people release these one depth, one drop back. I've never actually touched drop back as a tactic this year on, on formations. So, you know, going back to the original point, do I think that channels like mine cause the issue with FIFA? In a way, no. yes. In a way, yes. In a way, no. Where I get the majority of my stuff comes from watching the best players in the world because they're the ones that find the mechanics out the quickest and how to abuse it. So it stems from the top. And then I put it out to the general, you know, the general community. And then the general community go, analysts have said this, I'll do this. Not many people. I didn't I wasn't doing double tap passes at the start of this year. This wasn't, you know, wasn't something that I was doing from day one. Um, started to notice it in people's gameplay a little bit more. So then I started trying it. Yeah, it works here, doesn't work here. I then put it out. Now so many more people run down the line and look for the double tap pass, while as people didn't, you know based on before, you know, videos are put out there. So I think it does make it more sweaty. I just think that people get confused with the whole be patient with the ball, but you've still got to take a bit of a risk. You've still got to have you still got to have balls. You can't just sit there and just expect like the guy you played against. Yeah. And just go, yeah, I'm just gonna wait for him to pull someone out of position. Because if you're playing against me and you're doing that, you are winning that game one hundred percent. Because I cannot be asked to sit there and play against someone <laughs> that is happy to hold the ball eighty percent possession and wait for me to drag him out. Because A, it's a video game and B, I'm really not that bothered about hitting a twenty nine thirty by playing like that. Like to me, that's just like What's the point, man? Unless you're at a pro team and they pay you, oh, you know, we give you a bonus for every top 100 you hit or something. It just, it just baffles me really, and that's why a lot of a lot of the top 100 players that you see that tweet out, uh, you know, here it finishes like eight o'clock in the morning on a Monday, half eight in the morning on Monday. I hit a 30 this weekend, lads, and I'm like, did you stream it? No. So what did that mean, you dude? It meant that you stayed up till one o'clock in the morning. You started your games at then, and you went, I'm gonna play against all these bums. We're just gonna leave, and I'm gonna put my forehead in the camera, and I'm just gonna hold the ball, and I'm just gonna get people frustrated. That to me is like. Is it, are we really at that point in FIFA where, you know, that tweet in that 30 or that 29, whatever it is, is is where we're at? Like, I think it's quite a, I think it's quite a boring, boring way to be in. That's that's my my opinion on it, I suppose. I agree. I think the yeah, problem really is, good. though, it, it's, it's the hypocrisy as well, because when you see pro players, like one of the first people that used it, used like overload ball side as an event. When I look at like the Twitter posts, he makes it like, like this stage of the year where he's like the game is ruined because overload balls and i'm thinking like it was fine when you were the only one using it but now when yeah. everyone's using it you're complaining like i mean i have issues with that like when people are hypocrites about it like it's fine when they have the advantage but not when the rest of the community is using it yeah. you should just come out and say it's broken whenever whenever you know like as soon as yeah. you find it just don't use it but you know, yeah it's not how the world works <laughs> The thing, yeah, people put if you deserve the thirty, you get yeah. You if you get the thirty, you deserve the thirty. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, getting a thirty is a very difficult thing to do. What I'm saying is that if you're doing it in a way of being a Monday morning merchant or you know playing like the play guy played against Sally in eighty percent possession, there's a difference between a pro tweeting I got thirty this weekend by playing four four two ten depth. I think um I can't even remember his name. Oh, I feel bad now. Uh, Polish guy from Roma. 
Dammy. Uh, Dammy. Dammy, yeah. I don't know why I was gonna I was gonna say Aggie, but I know it's Aggie. Yeah, Dammy. He does that quite a bit, and I'm like, that's that's fair. That's fair play. That is, mate. I think there's a bit of a difference in there. It's, it's no different than someone, you know, people looking at football teams and going, oh yeah, you scrape relegation by just hitting people on the counter, and you know, how much how much stick did Tony Pulis used to get for his long ball at Stoke? Well, because people didn't like that general way of playing, but it still worked for them. And it's just everyone's always going to have that opinion on them based, based that's, on that. Front. That's the uh, issue with foot champs, though. Like, uh, you can manipulate matchmaking by playing on Sunday and like all this sort of stuff. Like, that's what they need to yeah. fix. Like, they shouldn't they shouldn't bring the most competitive rewards or the best rewards in this game mode because even this game mode is really flawed when it comes to matchmaking. Yeah, like you'll yeah. you'll look at champs channels and you'll see people that are like at twenty and oh they'll face people that are like nineteen and seven like it yeah. shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely when they leave it till the latest possible minute. Because yeah. let's be honest, matchmaking is is easier the later you leave it. I mean, I logged on last night. I was seventeen and two. I logged on last night for the first time. I said, oh, I'm gonna change the stream from. So I always play on the morning. I play Friday morning nine a.m. UK time. Saturday morning nine a.m. Sunday morning nine a.m. I changed the Sunday stream to six p.m. UK time. Just to try and, you know, obviously I have quite a lot of American, you know, in Australia, across the world and whatnot that don't get to catch the morning streams. So I thought, oh, I'll change it to that. That'll help those guys out. I logged on. I went from 17 and 2. Bearing in mind, I'm going to hold my hand up here. I did lose my rag, like, last night. And I'm, I don't know if you, like, you know, chill in the streams a bit. I'm probably one of the most calmest FIFA players out there. I'll just sit yeah. there and if I concede, I concede. Last night, the gameplay that I had was the worst I've probably had. I went from 17 and 2 to 18 and 7. There's no way that someone does that who is decent at the game <laughs> in good gameplay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. the people that I lost to, I added them. They were just about, you know, they just that was their last win for Gold One. And I'm like, well, even with the Road to Glory team that I've got, me on my day, to me to get to 17 and 2 doesn't mean that I should get to 18. And I mean, yeah, as I said, I did lose my head and I did start to, I nearly threw my control and I've never done that in my <laughs> life. And, you know, that's what FIFA does to you. But yeah, so it's, it, very much, obviously. We could go on forever as well about the servers. It is one, and we'll kind of you know wrap it up now. So you've obviously been here for a good amount of time. So thank you for that. Um, do you think what would you take? Would you take the most attacking game that you can have and the servers that we have on a, on a daily basis, or would you put up with what we have now, but you are guaranteed a clean connection every game? I would go a hundred percent. Give me the perfect game. I'll deal with the connection later, dude. I agree. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I agree. It's... But I, th I don't think we should choose. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so either. I mean, the, the fact that we're in 2020 and we still have the gameplay that we have with this company is an absolute joke, isn't it? And the yeah. thing is, they don't have a clue what's wrong with these servers. Like they don't. They, I don't think they actually understand what the problem is because there's no way. How, I, again, I've, I only came on in FIFA 18 and it was a thing then. When did delay become a thing? I remember playing pro clubs as a kid on FIFA 12 and you log into the, you, you go into the match and in the first five minutes, if you left, it wouldn't count as a game. And you used to get in and it used to be, has anyone got delay? Has anyone got delay? And it'd be like, yeah, yeah I've got delay. Okay, back out, back out, back out. When, when did it come a thing on... Like, Online or team servers, servers. Seventeen servers. Well, as, to, as soon as soon as as soon as put champions made. I mean, it was a thing before. If you just played someone with a bad connection, because it was yeah. peer to peer back then. Even seasons, everything was peer to peer. But now, because everything's on servers, I could play on ten ping and still have delay. Like I could play Stallion, who's in Italy and I'm in the Netherlands, and we have forty ping in a friendly, but the gameplay's flying. Like we're literally yeah. flying. So it it just makes no sense. Like. The fact that ping is even shown is irrelevant. Like, I can play a yeah. 40, so, 40 ping game that's better than the 10 one. 
the fact they say that it doesn't matter who you match, it will not affect your gameplay, is I do not believe that at all. There's uh, a yeah. reason when I match uh, people from Turkey, I'm shaking because the gameplay does not feel the same. It, yeah, I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Like if I'm playing someone from Turkey or Greece, I play a lot of also North Africans. I'm 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 in trouble, dude. I I am in big big trouble for gameplay. Dude. Danish people for me. Yeah. Danish as well. Yeah, they're just too far for me, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like all you all you again said this that I think them adding that ping thing in was the most pointless thing ever. Because now all I get is someone comes in. Oh, this is before I upgraded my internet a few weeks ago. I used to play on about forty eight ms four bars of connection i've always played on a four bar this year i've never played on a five bar and someone goes how do you how do you play on that how do you get good results with that i get temping and i'm like and then someone comes in and goes oh i can't play on this game i get 23 ms and it's terrible and i'm like yeah but it has no correlation to what your gameplay is like i've seen people that said yeah, yeah i get 70 ms and the gameplay is clean as anything so i just think they're adding that in it's almost just created a a mentality of if the ping is over a certain amount that's it yeah. i've lost i'm done and it's like it's not the case is it i've gone now to a five bar 25 ms as a general sort of rule i get the exact same connection as what i did on that four bar you know 48 ms so i i understand why they've added that in because i think they're trying to cover their own backs and go well in a way it shoots them in the foot if i log into a game and it's five bar and 23 ms why is it why is it bad when i get in the game how does that work like makes no sense but again we could go on about servers forever because it's just such a massive probably the, the one of the biggest issues in fifa um so ea if you could if you could at least fix it for the next game that'd be great i think <laughs> i just i don't know how much more i could put up with it personally but, <laughs> okay. so, but been a pleasure having you both on i do appreciate it uh persian where can people find you if they want to come and drop you a follow want to show uh, you some love where can they find twitter you? at persian seven persian with a z that's it Okay, that's fine. And then, what about you, Stallion? Where can we, uh, where can we get you? At uh, Stallion, so I'm on Twitter. It's fine. And on you do you stream quite regularly as well, don't you? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and you make Part very, very, very good videos and, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Bigger focus and, on that because I don't know how you do it every day, man. Getting on and playing, so making YouTube videos is so much easier. See, I prefer streaming. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not a massive fan of making YouTube videos because you sit there and make them for hours and hours and hours, and then you know you get a few comments and whatnot. While it's streaming, it's just like it's just interaction with people, isn't it? Oh, like, this is what I love. This is why I love doing this podcast as well. Cause you just get to speak to people, and that yeah. to me, that's 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 one of the best things. A YouTube video when for someone sure. types a comment like that's been and gone, you, you don't notice it as much. Uh, and you also a part of the guide. You do some YouTube videos over on there, don't you? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Sometimes. If anyone's after after any other videos, you know, very similar to mine in terms of you know how to get better at people and whatnot, make sure you check out the guide on uh, YouTube as well. They do some very good videos over on there. So, been a pleasure. One last thing before we uh, before you let you go run off with your day. Do you put egg on a burger when you eat a beef burger? <laughs> no. No. Not Sally? really. No, but no, I don't. No. That's fine. That's fine. You two are both welcome back on in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Been a, been a pleasure, fellas. I do I do appreciate you both coming on. Make sure you go drop them a follow. You enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll speak to you both soon. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye.